Hey, Senda. Hey, uh, Senda. Are you there? Are you paying oh, attention? Oh, hey, 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 Phil. Hey, oh. hey, Phil. Hey. Um, well, since, uh, you know, since it took two tries to get you to answer, uh, do you want to do a show about paying attention? Uh, rude, but yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> Cue music. Welcome to another episode of Panda's Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil, who's always trying to get people to pay attention. And I'm your other host, Senda, who is usually good about paying attention. Usually. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, um, well, we've talked we- <laughs> so far. I think we've used the word attention like four or five times in the <laughs> opening. So uh, is that our topic for tonight? Boy, is it. Would you like me to read you the actual question that we got on Twitter from the fan? Fabulous JT Evans. Yes, please. Good. Here we go. I was going to do it whether you said yes or not, just I to figured. be clear. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, as a GM, stay focused during online games? How do you encourage your players to stay focused during online games? With social media, local games, system updates, yada, 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 it's hard to stay honed in on the games, the game that is going on right now. Yeah, JT's not wrong. Um, after what is coming up to be almost a year of online um, Oof, online yeah. gaming, uh, I know a lot more about on the trials of online gaming than I've ever <laughs> have before. Right. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, listen, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, but before the pandemic, I didn't do a lot of online gaming because I had a local group and uh, was pretty fortunate. I know, I know for your podcast, you did a lot of online gaming, but you also have a local group. Yeah, so I was kind of doing half and half, and I definitely experienced some of the things with recording um, for She's a Super Geek um, that I've now experienced in my personal gaming, but to a much smaller degree, because the thing is, uh, it was playing a game, but it was also work. Yeah, yeah, and it's different. It was also working, because I was like, I'm recording this, and it is my job to make sure that I don't mess this up so that the editing is terrible later, or so that the sound's dumb, or like, you know, there's a certain amount of being on your game that being in front of a microphone inspires, and when that goes away, the paying attention part becomes more of a problem. Yeah, so tonight... Um, we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about paying attention in online games, not in, and not at like, not in general, but specifically for online games. Specifically online. Yeah. Um, Because the distraction levels are just higher. Yeah. So let's, let's first open our talk with talking about why attention's important. Um, it'll seem obvious, but I want to highlight a few, a few things because, uh, they are good signs when somebody's not paying attention. Yes. Yeah, they okay. are. <laughs> so, um, the obviously paying attention is important because a role playing game, unlike a video game, unlike a board game, is a game that is, um, you know, um, in our imaginations. Um, and I'm going to change the order of the ones that we have. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do the, I'll do this one first. One of the most important reasons for people to be paying attention during a role playing game. Um, and again, we're going to talk about the challenges of online in a second, but we're just going to talk about in general um, attention right here is uh, something that um, we call shared narrative space. 
So shared narrative space, we've talked about this um, on previous shows, I'm talking about on the Destructive Mark, but shared narrative space is our mutual understanding of what is going on in the game between all players and the GM. So what that means is that when the GM describes a room, we all see vaguely the same room. So now, you have a, a perception of the space in which you are working from which to continue to describe your actions. Exactly. Now, we're never all going to see it the same way, right? Because we all have our own imagination. We all have our own perception. And we will all focus in on different parts of the room that we think are more or less important. But if we all understand that the window is on the north wall and the door is behind us, then when we take an action... Uh, everybody else can kind of translate that action through that shared narrative space, right? Yes. And keep everything going. And we know when there are misunderstandings or when people aren't paying attention and you don't have shared narrative space, uh, you get these weird things that happen in the, in the game where somebody uh, suddenly says something like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just going to, you know, talk to Bardo about that. And everybody's like, Bardo's He's not, not in the here. room. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he left like 15 minutes ago. And be like, really? Like, oh, I, I, I don't remember Bardo leaving. And every and everybody's like, yeah, dude, Bardo hasn't been here for a while. That's like the breakdown or, of shared narrative or, space. Or even worse, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bardo's dead, dude. What? <laughs> been lying on the floor bleeding out right like oh i thought that was somebody else right like <laughs> yeah so when we when shared narrative space breaks down the game breaks down because now people are taking actions that don't fit the narrative and you have to kind of correct them and and then you have to spend some energy on re-establishing shared narrative space all of those things so that's one that is one definite problem of not paying attention what what's another one um the story progress itself right mm-hmm. Like, you can be um, moving along with your story. You caught me not paying attention. I was jotting down. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. It's really funny. I was like, wait, I'm not sounding like I know what I'm talking about. And it's because I was, like, writing to myself, don't forget to edit the intro because you fucked it up. Do we um, um, Do we need to have in-show punishment or something for <laughs> not paying attention? This <laughs> Is it just for this show? Or just for, like, I mean, we, I mean, we'll t- we can negotiate that later. Okay. Anyway, okay, please well, progress. That's, that's outside the bounds of this particular conversation, but yeah. Sure. So the thing that happens is what just happened, right? Like I phased out just a little bit, and I actually still pretty much knew what was going on. And then he suddenly passed me the conversation about thirty seconds earlier than I was expecting him to, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not prepared." And I looked down at the notes and like caught up with where we were really quickly, but it took me a second. To get back to it. And then we diverted for a second and like had to have that side conversation before we could get back to the actual show, right? So there's actual time waste involved in taking someone back from being distracted back into the actual game, even if they kind of still know what's going on, right? Yep. Because they still have that moment of like, even though they, they knew and were processing, they probably weren't thinking about like, how do I progress? Or like, what's the next thing I say? Or like those sorts of things, right? What, what is, action could I take to move the story forward? Right. Which yep. I was going to say is the next thing that we wanted to talk about too. Yeah. Well, I mean, so story progress is definitely a thing, right? Because again, um, our goal is to actually traverse the story. 
right? Like our goal is to sit down and have a beginning, a middle and an end, um, whether we have it in one session or not, but our goal is to always kind of go from the beginning to the middle to the end. And when, you know, we have to do this thing where we have to kind of take time, circle back around, get somebody's attention, get them back in. And if, in not paying attention also the shared narrative space broke down as well like we have to realign that get them paying attention move the story forward so we can see like the story doesn't progress Um, and that's a problem right because then uh, then it's taking multiple sessions to get through a story uh, and it's just kind of making everything longer and then on top of that that makes it even worse is everyone else while you're re-explaining the things that already happened now they're phasing out because they already know what happened. They were paying attention, right? Yeah. So now you've got that one person's attention, but like you try and then you have to bring everybody else back because they went and checked Twitter because they already know that Bardo is dead. Yes. And then, is, right? right. So now this <laughs> like thing, just, this thing begins to spread. It's, 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 it's no good. Yep. And yeah. then to a lesser degree, another problem that crops up is, um, and this is, I think happens more, um, more during combat is if like you are not paying attention, um, your turn takes longer. Yeah. Uh, because, because you, you may... do the thing that I just did, which is like, I know what's going on. I know that Bardo's dead, but I haven't been thinking about like what I'm going to actually say or do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So now like, you know, now you're trying to figure out what your turn is. And here's the thing I have learned from a, a year on zoom is that taking turns on zoom especially if you're using the online dice roller takes longer than taking turns at the table, like setting up the dice roller, clicking it, waiting for the result because the result has to propagate to all other clients, right? Like that takes longer than picking up your dice on your turn at the table, rolling, saying the number and and proceeding. So if now your lack of attention has stalled your decision about what your turn is before you set up your dice roller, before you click the button, before you figure out your damage and all of that. Like now we've just padded on time. And so the the latency, in this case, the time to get from like all the way around the table in one turn now increases. Yep. And, and again, the more that latency increases, the harder time you're going to have keeping everybody else's attention. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. So I think we have um, easily, and I'll sum it up really quick, right? Um, Knowing what to do on your turn, shared narrative space, and story progress are three hallmark signs that there is a gap in attention. And that'll be important because we'll loop back to those three things in a little bit. Um, You are not kidding when, um, when you say that there are lots of distractions for online games. Like, to, as my son would say, to be honest... (laughs) distractions have always been a thing i have written a number of articles over the years Uh, i have written parts of chapter i think part of uh, focal point deals with attention at the table it like this has never not been a problem so i don't want people to think like not paying attention not paying attention at a table is a recent development it isn't it has been around since the beginning of time it manifests differently over the years, depending on what one can distract themselves with. Yes. But I will say that online gaming has a serious set of temptations for not paying attention or being distracted. Um, Probably the most important one, which I think you'll agree with me is that you're on a computer And since it's no longer 1990, 
mm-hmm. your computer can do more than one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can be on Zoom and also do something else. Yeah. Or or even just the basic thing, which is like we're sitting here recording and I have two notifications sitting up here in the corner. Yeah, right? they kind of itchy, right? Like right? I, they're yeah. just sitting there staring at me and like I know what they are and I don't care and I'm ignoring them. But if we were gaming and they were something that was not just telling me to be at the calendar appointment that I am currently at. Correct. Um, then like, you know, you could fall down that rabbit hole like, oh, shoot, that email. And then you you glance at it. To see what the description is, and then you're like, "Oh shoot, that's important," or "Or ooh, a sale at Unique Vintage, my favorite," you know, whatever, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. And they're popping up, and they make noises, like. Or the ba- I mean, listen, we're conditioned. Like, if you see those badge IDs, like with the oh. number, like over an icon, like, oh. like you're conditioned. The badges. Yeah. Very badges. Uh, yeah. I, the other thing I will say is like, depending on where you are running your online game, like we, we had this talk before the, uh, before the show started, um, Senta tends to run her online games on her laptop sitting on the couch. So <laughs> yeah. you have small, you have small have real small estate. Screen. Yes. Which means that, um, I'm actually like constantly fighting to just basically have the zoom meeting up and see everybody's faces. And then I flip over to like right now, the rules of the game that I'm facilitating because I'm currently facilitating. Sure. Sure. Um, but like, I do actually have to flip back and forth, um, which is a, a little bit annoying in and of itself, but it does mean that like, I don't have any other space on my screen to be looking at anything else, which I think is actually helpful. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. So yes. I have two 24 inch monitors cause I tend to do all my gaming at my, uh, at my desk because, um, it's my most comfortable chair and it's my, um, I'm not in the basement, which is very temperature sensitive during, you know, depending cold. on the time of the year. It's cold as yeah, hell right cold. now. <laughs> um, but I have two 24-inch monitors. And so when I'm running a game, it's different. When I'm running a game, I actually use almost all that real estate up between having the rule books open, my game notes open, um, virtual tabletop open, and Zoom. Like I have like all of that stretched over 48 inches of, of monitor space. But if I'm a player in a game... I have like one monitor's worth of of stuff. I have the Zoom and I have the virtual tabletop. Yep. I got this whole other whole monitor. Other screen. <laughs> it's all by itself. And I can I could I could open Twitter. I can I can, you know, idly curious, I can go look something up on Google. And you know, if that if that's supporting the game, that's great. If it's not, I'm wandering. Um, and I think another piece that goes with this is that, uh, because people will say like, look, Phil, you have a phone. Clearly you could be distracted by looking at your phone when you're sitting at a table with everybody face to face and you are 100% correct. And yes, that's happened. But here's the thing. When I am sitting within two feet of all of my peers playing games, peers, friends playing games, there is also some social pressure not to keep fucking around with my phone. Yes. Right? They can be- see you. Well, they and can see. Like, yeah. Hey, we're all playing this game together. Why are you looking at your phone? Right. And also it might Jackass. cue the GM like maybe you're a little bored like or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever or distracted. Um, but there's no social pressure to stay focused. Like I can sit in front of Zoom and you can't see anything but me. Like, you don't see that my iPad's on the table beneath me. My phone is right there. There's a second monitor off to the left. Like, you don't see any of that. You just see me. 
And so I can look like I'm paying attention and totally not be paying attention. Yeah. No, I was going to say there's another um, effect of that, which is um, just the presence of other people. Um, It's kind of a social pressure thing, but it's also like a known effect called body doubling that really actually helps us focus on things, Um, which I know being now being the homeschooling mom of an ADHD kiddo, right? Because like, it's really effective. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Right. Like having like we don't we don't have that anymore. Right. No, we don't. So when I'm playing, I like no one is with me. No one is there to keep you on track. Like right. even if they're not there to keep you on track, their presence functions to keep you on track. Yeah, because I think, you know, to some extent when you're in near proximity to other people, you're keeping track of what they're doing as well. Yeah. And yep. when I'm sitting by myself in my office uh, playing a game, I'm alone. <laughs> now, I I, this brings us to our third part, which is mm-hmm. while I am alone in the office, I'm not alone in the house. Yes. And other shit is going on in the house. Yes. <laughs> um, I have two teenagers. So uh, not only does other stuff go on in my house, sometimes it goes on loudly. Yeah. 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 Boy. <laughs> Like, right, sometimes so like, there's a crash, and you go, "Oh God, what happened?" Yeah, so it's not that you don't want to pay attention, but like, <laughs> uh, so you know, so you'll know this if you are a parent. That uh, if you're not a parent, I'm going to explain it, and if you are a parent, you already <laughs> know this, and I'm going to tell you something you already know. But when you are a parent, um, I don't care what you're doing. Your brain has always dedicated a chunk of its processing to monitoring background noises for problems. I I can be dozing off on the couch and can hear what's going on in my basement through the floor because I'm kind of like listening for my kids to see where they are through the house, right? And so when I'm playing a role-playing game and my kids are up, which they are because they're no longer little, and they're about... Like, I have to pay attention to that. Um, Now, this is also a problem when I'm in front of my, um, like, at my home game, because I can hear my kids, like, running over the ceiling, (laughs) like, you know, where I'm playing my game or whatever. Um, But, um, like, it's happening, and you're, like, you get pulled away from it. And sometimes, like, kids don't know you're in the middle of a game, so, like, they just come walking up and are like, hey, Dad, like, my phone, and I'm like, buddy. You're doing a thing. I'm on, yeah. I'm on I got that's, a game. That's a constant, yeah. Yeah, and Mom, I mean, I Mom, try to look, like... Look at this thing I built in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, like, no, that's cool, but like... It's really I'm, cool, but I'm actually doing... <laughs> right, and it's different. Like, when you have people there, like, your kids know, like, oh, there's people in the living room, like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, so yeah, that's another level of distraction is, like, stuff happens, Um and like I had this happen the other night. I was I was GMing Forbidden Lands and my my two teens are down in the basement and I don't know what happened, but one of them started screaming at the other one. Like screaming screaming, right? Um which I know means that one of them is effing with the other one, right? Like riling them up. But now they're screaming so loud that I know their mother is going to like clamp down on this in a second. But I can't not listen, right? Like, because now part of my brain is like, why are they screwing with each other? 
Mm-hmm. Like what did something actually happen? Is either one of them actually hurt or are they just yelling? Right. Mm-hmm. So like now, like I am immediately partially pulled out of this game, even though I know I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Like it's, it's going it's to get dealt with current on duty time, it, but, but it, there it, is, but you're never off duty. You're never off duty. Right. So part <laughs> of my brain immediately has to detach from the game and like put an ear towards like, what's going on and i just at that point bowed out of the game i was like hey let's take a fiver i need to know why my kids are murdering each other Mm -hmm. which was way better because we're going to talk about that in a second really quick we're going to talk about that like almost right now (laughs) but it was the better thing to do than just to try to hang in on the game yeah okay so we have talked about attention problems and ways to tell when people's attentions are lagging. We have talked about the temptations and the challenges of the online environment um, in terms of keeping attention. Um, we're going to now get into starting to talk about managing attention, but we really have, before we give tips on how to keep people's attention, we have really two important questions that we need to ask um, before you set down this path of trying to like, constantly capture everyone's attention yes yeah what's our first question um the first one is is this actually a problem right yeah like is this actually making the game slow down are they actually taking more time on their turn are they actually not keeping up with the shared narrative space or you know were they just glancing down and like doodling in their notes and and jotting a couple of things down while someone else was playing a scene because that's the kind of like minor distraction that we are constantly using at the table and stuff and you know for me at least like i'm a i'm a doodler at the yep. table a lot and like that doesn't actually mean i'm not paying attention even though somebody might interpret it that way right yeah, absolutely. Um, no, and I think that's like 100% correct. I, I think that the first question you have to ask yourself is like, is this an actual problem? Because there's a difference between I don't see Bob looking at the Zoom screen while we're playing. Yeah. And and Bob and not Bob being able to can, keep up with the shared narrative can space. never figure out what he's doing on his turn. Exactly. So <laughs> Darn I, you, I, Bob. <laughs> right. So I think that especially because playing online. So when we play face to face our ability to read people is far better than it is to read people on zoom yeah. and as we've talked about in previous episodes our ability to read people in person isn't that Not great perfect. to begin with no so, so it's really bad in bad. zoom <laughs> yeah you so i would say um and as we said at the beginning and as you just said moment a moment ago before you decide if there's an attention problem you should be able to identify it through those tips that we uh, mentioned at the top, right? The breakdown of shared narrative space, the um, not knowing what to do on your turn, or the fact that um, you have to keep kind of bringing somebody back into the fold to get the story moving. Yeah. If those things aren't happening and you think they're not paying attention, it it may not be worth running down. Um, It may not be as big of a problem as you think. And again, we're going to give you some tips that will probably just help anyway, but Absolutely. I think that would be the first one. Now, the other one, um, which was a great point that you brought up, because I'm going to wind up talking about it, but yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to credit you for it, is the other one is, is the lack of attention due to Zoom fatigue. Yeah. Now, Zoom fatigue is a actual, I mean, it is a legit, it, it, it's not really, oh. I mean, we call it Zoom fatigue, but it's, you know, it's just being in online. Like, I have a pretty good tolerance for Zoom because I spend about six hours in it every day at work. Well, that's exactly it. 
right? Like <laughs> when I've spent six hours of my day on it at work, do I still have enough like zoom in the energy tank? in the tank yeah. to now play another four hours tonight? Like, yeah. That's part. That's actually part of the thing. Like, do you, yeah. how much stamina do you really have? So it's it, it's interesting because I play two out of my three games on the weekends, so I'm fresh, right? Mm-hmm. My Thursday game is the one that is most likely to have Zoom fatigue problems because um, Thursdays are a day where I uh, play online after work. Yep. So you're 100 percent correct. So Zoom fatigue is a thing, right? Like some people have a higher tolerance to sitting being on camera than other people. And the thing that you need to consider here is one, do you just need to take a break? Yeah. Right. Sometimes just a quick break will help reset everybody's attention. And again, it's like, it's like a pressure valve. When you take a five minute break, everybody's attention breaks all at the same time. They And they all express it different ways. Somebody checks their voicemail, somebody goes and gets something to eat, whatever, and then you return them all back to the same space and resume, right? And what I have found is that our most effective, because um, I also play on Thursdays when we've all been on Zoom all day, like all of us, um, and um, and we just tend to take more breaks than we would if we were playing in person. Yeah, like, I do too. Like we my take group. Like, we take like a one break an hour. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, my group does the same thing. Plus, we have like a, you know, a little bit of a warm up before we start kind of thing. Yep. Like we have a little social time before we start up and then we jump in and then yeah, about an hour each yeah. each hour we play. Now, the other thing I will say is that um, your Zoom fatigue could just be that you are playing a lot of hours. Like yeah. I, I have in the past year, I am averaging probably 45 minutes less gameplay. Yeah. Um, than I would if I was playing face to face. And that is um, partially because of the Zoom thing, because things are slower. There is more effort to stay focused, um, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, and I and while I'm getting some energy from interacting with everyone online, it's not the same energy as like sitting around a table laughing with everyone. No, it's not. It's so, good. It's still good, but it's not the same. Yeah, so I have also just shortened my, like, my sessions are three hours. Yep. Um, And if we get two hours of good play and an hour of social plus, like, some, you know, like, some, you know, suboptimal play. Sure. I'm good with it. Yeah. Yep. I'm good with it. It would be worse if I was dealing with, um, like, an online convention one shot or if I was doing only, like, a one night thing. But since, like, I'm just playing campaigns with my friends, like, if we don't, like, if three hours only gets us this much through the story and we just, you know, it's going to take two more sessions to get through the story. It's fine. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. No, I was, I mean, which is exactly it. Like, I was expecting our traveling home to be, like, probably, like, a three to four session like short campaign sure. for my crew and we are three sessions in now right and we haven't even hit the end of act one yet yeah like so we're still like three gonna be longer right like so i think we probably were instead of being like this is a three to four session game i'm looking at it now like we have four to five sessions left <laughs> right yeah yeah Unless you suddenly speed up. But I mean, you're just not playing for as much time. So I think those are two really important questions to keep in mind uh, before you really dive into, you know, tricks and and things like that or trying to solve the root problems of your 
um, of your, you know, of the attention problem, right? Consider those two things. Like, is it really a big deal? And is it a factor of, you know, maybe we're just playing too long or, you know, too long of a stretch or too long of a duration when we play on our, on, on our zoom game. Okay. Yeah. But now we would be remiss if we didn't at least give you some tips for how to make things interesting. Yeah. So now that we've, we've talked got about all the problems for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've got seven, we've got seven tips. Mm-hmm. The first three of them, um, let me look the first three. Yeah. The first three of them are going to be root causes. Yeah. Reasons why people might not be paying attention. The last four are going to be tips for how to create attention. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the first one. Cool. And then we'll just play back and forth. Sure. Uh, so the first one is, is this actually the right game to be playing online? Yeah. Now, I think pretty much any game can be played online. Not every game, but most games, right? There'll be some things with components and things like that, but people get pretty creative about figuring out how to do those things. Like if you can play, if you can play Fall of Magic online, you can play a lot of different games online. But is this the right online game for you? Yeah. Um, is it working with your particular VTT? Um are you managing the game online well? Are your players interested in playing it online? Like some like some games, like for instance, Fall of Magic, yes, I could play it online. Yeah. But I probably will just wait to play it again in person because while the image on this on my VTT, right, my virtual tabletop is nice. Ah, thank you. I was like, you need to go back and define that little uh, abbreviation. Virtual tabletop VTT. That's what I was going to catch you on. Okay. Oh, okay, sure. Carry so, on. Sure. So my point being is like, while I can put the graphics out and yes, we can totally play Fall of Magic on Roll20, it's different when we unroll the scroll on the table. And so yeah. there are some games that you may not want to translate to virtual. Like I said, I think most games can be translated virtual. There are a handful that probably don't make it because they have so many components or specific components that are hard to emulate. But I think for the most part, most games will do it. They just may not do it for you or your group. Right. Okay. You you might be missing some of the things that are some of the specific elements that made the game attractive or really interesting to you. Yeah, like a like a game that I have not played online um, this pandemic, and it's a game that I love, and I totally think it can be played online because I know it's played online, but I haven't quite gotten there because I like the I like the tactile part of the game is Swords Without Master. Yeah. The, the passing of the dice, yeah. the holding of the dice, like I the, can well, totally be done. Yeah. I think you start losing some of the parts where it's specifically like a silent secondary communication method. Yeah. Cause it doesn't, right? Cause you it, have it doesn't to always translate. It, right. Yeah. To be able to, to make that stuff clear, I think on the internet anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so while it is totally played online and I've oh, yeah, seen Sean Nittner play it. it and all yeah. of that, I myself have not done it. Because I, it just hasn't quite gelled for me on how I would do it in a way that I would be comfortable. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Ahead, so the next, the next thing on our list is actually, is everyone into the game? And, and this one, this is one of those things that holds true online or in person. It's just that when, when you encounter it in an online game, I think the effects are even more blatant 
because there are so many more available distractions, right? So, and that, th this is really just the, if this game isn't doing it for someone or holding someone's attention, it is so much harder for them to try to continue to give that, you that attention anyway when there are so many other available distractions, staring at your computer screen, etc. Right? Yeah, keep, I mean, this basically falls under the idea that um, if everyone is super excited to play this game, keeping attention will not be a problem. Yeah, it just won't right? be. If people are lukewarm about a game, yeah. and now there's like a whole other screen next to them, Yes, that's a way harder a temptation. Very different proposition, and I like I've done that game right. Like, yep. I have played several of those games um, during this year where it's been like, uh, this is fine. Like, and if I were at the table, I think so. This would be fine, but like, I'm having a really hard time paying attention to this because I'm not super invested in it, and I'm I'm trying right, but like, just not doing it for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, like, and just like when we talk about this at a physical table, like, you know, there's a why factor to this part, right? Mm -hmm. Is it the system? Is it the story? Um, yeah. Is you it know, the situation? Right. Yeah. You know, w w there's, there's probably some particular thing that isn't working. And potentially, if you can sort out which exact one of those things is the issue, you may be able to re-engage that person. Yeah. Or ditch it and get another game. Right. Yeah, I, I mean that's always that's always that's always the that, option. Right. Just yeah. stop playing this one if if it's too much to if it's insurmountable or it's systemic, like it's affecting the whole group. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next one is going to be uh, rules mastery. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I'm I'm always a proponent of playing a game, uh, even if you're still learning the rules. Like as long as you can keep the game flowing, kind of thing. And, you know, even if you have to stop and look things up, right? Because that's how we learn to play games. Yeah. Um, and I also think that it's, um, I don't know, kind of elitist to be like, well, you can't GM a game until you know, like, every rule in the game. Yeah, fuck that. Just memorize like, this entire textbook. <laughs> right. Like, fuck that. Just, no. just play the game and learn as you go. But <laughs> the thing with online gaming is that um, if you're having, if, if you don't have rules mastery, when you stop to look something up, um, it is in what we in broadcasting call dead air. Mm -hmm. And it goes to the same things that we've been saying all along. Like if it takes me a minute and a half to look up the swim rules in the game, as soon as I stop to start looking up the swim rules and I stop talking and the game stops because nothing else is happening, then everybody starts to wander. Right. Yep. And starts checking there like, well, why is there a 25 on my email? Like, you know, how many messages do I right? And like and everybody mentally scatters. And that's not just a GM thing. That's a player thing. If you don't understand your the rules for your character class and it's coming around on your turn and you're like, you know, oh, I'm going to heal you. Hang on. I got to like look up the chapter. Like I got to look up the section on, on magical healing. OK, wait, let me read. Blah, 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 right. Like this is dead air. And dead air causes people's minds to wander. The thing I learned when I was a DJ in college was like, after 10 seconds of dead air on the radio, people just push the button and go to the next station. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is why, like, like when you're a DJ, even if like, even if the fucking booth is on fire, you just keep talking. Yeah. Like until yeah, you can you get just, the next song on, just right? Say like, something. Yeah. Say anything, anything to just keep it going until you the get the next happen. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For real. So rules mastery is another thing. And rules mastery is a thing that you can uh, combat by doing some studying. Yeah. That doesn't or, sound sexy. It's not. But, <laughs> but, well, I was going to say, could. 
it, but if you find yourself in that situation, there's also other ways to handle it too, right? Which is you can do things like, hey guys, it's going to take me a minute to look this up. Why don't we all take a break and take we'll a fiver. be back in five, right? Yep. Give them permission to let their minds wander with the expectation yep. of when they need to be back. Yeah, right? this is always it, it, getting stuck on a rule might be a good time to take a break. Yes, it's always a good <laughs> excellent, time for a excellent break. piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's do four. Um, let's do four ways to keep attention, right? So, like, yeah. it, go ahead. Give give me one that will actually help people uh, pay attention. Well, it's interesting because this is one that I know that you use maybe a little sure. bit more than I do. Um, but if you can keep the visuals interesting, so if you're using a virtual tabletop, like have something there to look at, right? And, uh, and something that you can look at, something that they can interact with, something that you can move around together, um, something that still, like, kind of maintains some sort of engagement with the computer screen. Um, for me, frequently, the thing that I am looking at is that I, just because of the style of games that we've been playing, um, I'm just looking at uh, the Zoom screen all blown up, so that I'm just looking at everybody's faces. And that is, like, a thing that I can still engage with. Yep. Now, as a GM, for me, I also like want to put everybody in gallery mode so I can kind of when I want to scan people, I can scan them. Mm -hmm. But you may, as a player, want to put it in speaker mode so that when whoever's talking, the screen changes to that person. Yeah, yeah. I just made this big hand gesture. You can't see it. Big hands. There were big hands. But, (laughs) But the idea being is that if I'm sitting in front of the screen and I'm kind of starting to glaze over a bit. Mm-hmm. And it changes from one player to the next player and the colors change and the person changes, right? Like my brain will be like, oh, like something changed. Pay attention. There's a really interesting thing that tends to happen in my group that I really enjoy, which is um, that people tend to change their Zoom backgrounds based on the story. And sure. so you're just sitting there looking at everybody and somebody might not be talking. So like Quincy did this last last time we played and like suddenly you're like Quincy is like coming out of the mist because he's changed his background and then he's like placed himself perfectly so that like half of his face is like coming out of the background and half of it's not and he's playing a wizard and it's like all cool and creepy and like he's just nailed this location so that it looks like that and you're just like whoa what's happening there that's wild and then the next time he says something like this wild like visual comes up on the screen right so like there are interesting things that happen and i think that that's a cool like as players you can mess with that and if you you know have a computer that has the power to happily jump around through a bunch of backgrounds during a game or whatever like that's cool you you can engage that intentionally as long as it in and of itself doesn't become a distraction right Uh, I'll also say for the virtual tabletop, again, um, if you have like, so if you're playing and you have a map with tokens, that's already doing the thing for you. But like I play Numenera and we don't use maps or tokens. So I have like a static sheet in Numenera Mm -hmm. that has like um, places for notes and things like that. And I will, I like to put pictures on it. Like this is the thing you see, or it looks kind of like this. And I, and I keep putting pictures and like little drawings and stuff on the screen because it gives people a thing to look at. Yeah. So that is also helpful. And then also take them away and put them back, like put other ones back on. Yeah. The change is what we're talking about here, right? The change is what'll keep your brain, um, which will keep your visual part of your brain, um, going. 
Yeah, are we even talking about gaming right now? Or are we talking about like how do we differentiate in one general, day to the next right? in the pandemic because it's all the same? In, in, anyway, in, I mean, look, Zoom skills, Zoom <laughs> skills, Zoom attention, and Zoom presentation are like essential work skills right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's just okay. So give me another one. Um, give me another one that helps out. Right. Um, and, and so this is another, it's another thing about change, right? And that's your voice modulation, because it's another way that you can break up patterns. If your voice is soft and loud, or you go, you know, do voices for characters, if you're comfortable with it, or if it, that's your thing, right? Because then they're different. But um, like having those changes modularly in your voice and how you're having the conversation is a way to change things up just like we were doing visually which sends signals to brain that say pay attention now there's changes you don't actually know what's going on you should probably find out yeah and this is actually a thing we do when we're recording with you guys so Mm -hmm. like when we're recording a show for you uh a thing and we and i don't think either of us at this point in our career in our podcasting career does it uh, intentionally, I think we do it at an instinct level, but we do actually change the tempo of our voice. Sometimes we change uh, the inflections of our voice and we do it to break things up. It's also the reason why, um, if you notice, we yeah. tend to do lists by going back and forth right. because you're hearing my voice, then you're going to hear Senda, then you're going to yep. hear me. Yep. And if you listen to the misdirected Mark, large, there isn't too many places where we do large chunks of text where we don't kick it between different people mm-hmm. like jerry and i switch off and then bob is uh the transition from one subtopic to the next mm-hmm. and, and that is a thing that we do so that your brain when you're listening because especially if you're listening and driving right that's passive yep. the changes in voices keep you with us mm-hmm So you want to do that in your game. And so you can do it by modulating your voice. The other thing you can do is just keep engaging other people. Yep. Like, don't have big box text. (laughs) Like, like, keep kicking it to other people and keep them talking. Because even if the person who's not talking is listening, the changing of voices is going to keep them in, in, keep them with you. Yeah. Well, which is one of those things that, um, like, for example, For the Queen does this so very well, is that you read the rules before you play the game, but it's part of the game and you pass it around. So everybody reads the rules. So nobody's phasing out of the rules, right? And also, right, the rules, the voice of the rules and who's reading Mm -hmm. it changes. So you're paying attention to each person. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Give me another one. Um, Cool. Uh, Use player characters slash characters names. Just tell me uh, Yes. It. Well, here's the thing, right? Our brains are attuned to hearing our name, right? Like when I say your name, whether you're paying attention or not, you will hear it and come to, right? Like we learn this from school. We learn this from our parents, right? We learn this, like we learned, we are ingrained to hear our name. And if you're playing your character um, and you're deep enough into it, you're, you also build up the linkage to hear your character's name. Mm-hmm. So if you specifically use character names in your descriptions, so if I, you know, if I'm describing a room and I say to the left of Senda is, you know, the computer terminal, right? Mm -hmm. Then when, you know, when I say that, like whether Senda's paying attention or not, as soon as she hears her name, (laughs) right, her brain snaps too. Um, so you want to like, you want to use those names. You want to do that anyway in games, but you want to purposely do it. Again, to keep triggering people uh, to snap them into attention. Yes. Okay. Good. And then similar to modulating voices, you can modulate story. What do you do? You change beats, right? Yeah. So this is another pattern breaking thing. So that means, you know, don't 
maybe don't play a fight for four hours straight. Like, (laughs) um, and also maybe don't like send them just like traveling for four hours straight or anything like that, right? You know, Unless your game has cool traveling rules that actually break up the thing by but making that would different be, That's different. That's different because then it breaks it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Because then different things happen because your traveling might turn into a fight or a mystery or... Uh, a wedding. A, a wedding. Or that happened a, once. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't know, right? Um, and so it really is about breaking up those patterns changing the beat so have your high beats have your low beats um and then the type of action that is happening in the game needs to be varied right absolutely um so again and i think that all the things that we've brought up here are um what we're talking about is we're talking about creating attention by creating change yes right so whether it's visual whether it's in voice, whether it's in story, or whether it's like the use of people's names, the idea is that having that change causes people to focus. And that is like the key to keeping attention is to um, people will keep paying attention if they think they're going to miss something. Right. So if the game, so if your voice is changing or if the tabletop is changing, then people are more likely to pay attention because, uh, they're afraid they're going to miss something. But if things get static, if voices drag on and don't change tone and keep talking and just fill space, like then your brain is like, yes, I got this. I don't think very much is going on. I think I'll go see what's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Right. hmm. And then you drift off. What am I going to have for dinner tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we, you know, we can talk about the, you know, different levels and things like that as well as how like that, how that also plays into it, but it is this problem. Right. And so by, by keeping it varied in different ways, you're going to keep people more engaged. Okay. All right. Good. I I think we've, I think we've handily dealt with this topic. Thank you, JT, uh, for an excellent topic. Yeah. Um, And we're going to head off to the closing, but in order to head to the closing, we have to talk about another show on the misdirected mark network. What show are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight I'm going to tell you about Zhang Hu Hustle, on which Eric and Eli um, watch Wuxia films and then take the really good, cool things that come out of that and tell you how to implement those ideas or that game structure, be able to get that cool feeling in your game. And then I will read directly the note that I wrote down, which just says, wow, much cool. So you should probably listen to it. Yeah, I want to challenge them to. Uh, I want to challenge them to create the uh, game stats for the um, uh, flying guillotine in several different systems. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go hit them up. Um, it's a particularly terrible Wuxia movie, the flying guillotine. Um, but I would love to see this thing statted out in a few different game systems just I mean, to see what it would look like. I sat down and watched the White Snake, and it was very good, and I enjoyed it. No, a lot. they on the and most part like, pick I'm, very. I'm gonna go watch more of these because I love them. <laughs> I, I, so here's the thing, right? Not to get too far off of this before we close out the show. Um, my love of Wuxia is similar to my love of coffee. I love very, very good Wuxia. <laughs> and, and I very, love very terrible bad. Wuxia. Okay. Like, I grew up as a kid watching Saturday morning um, Shaw Brothers movies on, on, the, UA, on the UHF channel um, on my TV. And I like it, it doesn't matter. I, all Wuxia films are good Wuxia films for me. Mm-hmm. Like I will either laugh at their ridiculousness or I will love them for their, you know, story and technical expertise. And all it is 
all it all has a space in my heart. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, moving moving on to the closing. Send to tell people where they can find us on the internet. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, or or you can be one of the sneaky few who finds us on TikTok. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely. You can stitch us a thing. You can tag us a thing there. We have one that we're sitting on and waiting because it was a really good question, but it's going to involve like actual serious brain power. Karen, we have not forgotten. We have not forgotten topic. you. It is like written in the notebook. Like we're jotting random notes on it over the last several weeks. Yes. Like, oh, this we is have not one. forgotten that topic. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get there. Anyway. Yes, that's where you can find us. And once they find us in one of those places or sneakily, sneakily find us on the TikToks, what can they do with that information? Yeah, just like JT did, um, give us a topic. Ask us a question. Um, ask us to just talk about, you know, some part of gaming. Um, here's the thing. Uh, we uh, love chatting with each other. But if you're going to spend time listening to us chatter, we would like it to help you. Uh, so the way we do that is by taking your topics uh, and your ideas and uh, coming up with ways to make uh, your gaming better. Yes. Um, which, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. It also makes our gaming better, too, because, you know, you wind up talking about this stuff yeah, yeah. all the time. Like, you start oh, to guess you better, pick it up. Guess I better play these games better. Yeah. You, you pick it up along the way. Um, but really, really, the show has always been about. Um, helping you play better games. And uh, we want to do that by uh, talking about games. Um, and we really like to do it when we when it's important to you. This show is like 95% you guys when it comes to topics, like 5% from us. And that is a percentage I like to keep. So I know, please, it's slightly um, bigger than it used to be, but it's still very, very small. Well, it's only because of the pandemic, the pandemic where we did those, yeah. where we did that whole stretch did, like, of a like whole stretch of like chit chats because we were just like yeah. can't bunk. can't can't do a whole show yet. Yeah, that's the only reason our percentages are down. We'll, um, you know, but we love doing this. So please um, give us your topics if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network. Please consider supporting our Patreon campaign, Patreon.com/mmp. Uh, like it's really cool. Like if you support the Patreon, you're going to get access to the Slack room for life. I think that's like probably the biggest draw um, in the pandemic right now in terms of like, you want to meet a community of really cool people, um, funny, thoughtful, uh, some excellent cooks, um, <laughs> like good gamers. Like you will learn a lot. Um, have a lot of fun uh, in the, in the Slack, in the Slack room for life. Uh, you will get access to the after show from the misdirected Mark. That's a hodgepodge of like whatever, we're, whatever's on our mind. You will get access to the bamboo lounge, which is um, more of our ridiculousness. Um, it is a less focused version of our ridiculousness from this show, um, but we love it and we love sharing it with you. Um, and then there's like other stuff that happens uh, from time to time, but those three are really like kind of the core thing. Your patronage also makes everything possible on the network. I know this because you just paid the hosting bill the other day. I sure did. So that yep. that actually uses that actually uses like real cash monies yep. um, to keep the show up on a web server so that you guys can download it. Yep. That stuff happens. Um, and there's other expenses that we pay along the way as well, like mics and cables and all that stuff anyway. So that stuff is really important and it's all possible because of your patronage and we appreciate it so very much. 
if you're already patroning the show, we thank you again. And if you're unable to patron the show, it is totally fine. We understand completely. There is a thing you can do uh, that helps us, which is, of course, getting the word out about the show to other people. Again, we assume that you've already told all your friends, gamers, parents, all of that. So that's cool. Thank you um, for doing that. But there's one more thing you can do. Helps us immensely, as we say every show, that gets other people to listen to the show. Um, Tell us one more time. Again, I'll say that next week, too. Tell us one more time. It's fine. what that thing is it's fine i was gonna just throw in there you know the reason that we do this for you bespoke every single week is so that we change the pattern and maybe you'll actually listen to this part of the show right yes it's great anyway and also it's funnier this way which means maybe you'll listen to this part of the show exactly you could leave us a rating or review on apple podcast or the podcatcher that you use whatever one that is all of them are great we'll take reviews anywhere we're not picky just if you leave it somewhere that we're not going to see it you should probably tell us because oh my god we love seeing them so much they're so good they're so awesome they make me warm and fuzzy inside and we got one earlier this month that made me really warm and fuzzy inside it was very happy so thank you to everybody who already left reviews and um thank you to everybody who's going to leave us a review um and 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 just you're awesome for listening thank you we appreciate you how do i normally get out of this segment i just stop um yeah, you just stop talking and I ask a question. <laughs> Say, Senda, how are you going to get people to pay attention uh, this Thursday at your next game? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Check, check. I've got waveforms. I've got got waveforms. We've got waveforms. Who could ask for anything more? That might actually open come out. podcast. <laughs> I don't mind him. You I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to know some more. I'm going to need to learn some lyrics to this if we're going to keep going. <laughs> I, I bet you that first piece oh. won't be terrible. Well, I actually, so here's the funny thing. The reason I know all the lyrics to that one is because I performed it um, on a very big, scary stage as a solo <laughs> before I was used to being in front of people at all. And I was at music camp. And I had to audition to get one of the solos, and I got it. And they were like, what are you going to sing? And I was like, everybody's singing all this. Everybody's doing all this classical stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do jazz. <laughs> I mean, I think that is always the correct choice. Like, and I, think yeah. when in, I think when in doubt, like, when in doubt, one cannot go wrong with jazz. I don't think so either. But also, like, I have no idea how well I actually did. Because when I get nervous, my voice gets wobbly. Again, I think, like, I think... It was probably fine. I think that works more to your advantage, like... Maybe. (laughs) I, 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 um... Ooh, I'm gonna fix this. It is my, um, it is one of my go-to, um, types of music for when I'm doing work. Yep. Is that I like to put on some jazz while I'm working. Yep. 
Yeah, okay. Anyway, we should record an episode. Yeah, yeah, we should. And then, and then ah. off to the Bamboo Lounge. And then off to the Bamboo Lounge. We can talk more about jazz with our hats. Yes. <laughs> jazz and hats and jazz and hats and jazz and hats and jazz. Does it work? No. Do you want to start Doesn't. the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, now go. Bloop. Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Oh, you know what? I just thought of a better opening. You ready? When <laughs> it's I say, okay because I, I almost forgot to say hey back to you because I was marking down the start time. Well, that would have been perfect because that's how I want to do it. Make oh, okay. me say it twice. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yep. Hang, hang on. Let me get that. Okay. Bloop. Bum, bum. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Pants Talking Games. Uh, I'm your host, who's always trying to get people to pay attention, Phil. And I'm your other host, who I don't know what to say here today. Oh, I know. You could have just been like, I also were. I also make people pay attention. Yeah, there you go. Now fix that. Ready? <laughs> no. 